happy is by no means synonymous with good. You need to consider the future and think what might, what might my life look like if I were caring for myself properly. What career would challenge me and render me productive and helpful so that I could feel fulfilled. season season two we're here we're here (laughs) welcome to this episode like i said i hope everyone is doing good um first of all i want to send a quick shout out thank you to everyone who listens to the show anyone who gives like feedback and things like that it's much appreciated um it's very important to know that like people are actually interested in these conversations and these are people thoughts like people are having and they're enjoying the show and things like that so thank you thank you thank you to everyone who listens and everyone who has subscribed everyone who has left left like a review or a rating and stuff like that thank you so today's show is going to be um it's still just me Uh -uh. we're not yet back with the conversations but today's show is going to be a bit different we're going to be doing a book review um of jordan b peterson's 12 rules of life which is he calls it an antidote to chaos now a lot of times people listen to me on the show and they're like bananga that girl knows things guys all this shit comes from reading books um my journey with books i've always read books since i was like a little little child like i wasn't I've, i am an introvert which is how I got into books. Um, when I was young, I was shy. And on top of that, being an introvert, I loved spending time alone. So my mom got me into the habit of reading books. I remember she would take me to Aristok. All my Ugandan people say Aristok. Aristok, if you're a bookstock lover. Um, Aristok was like your number one savior in Uganda. And my mom used to take me to Garden City every Saturday. And while she would do her grocery shopping, she would tell me, go to Aristok and get a book. So I started out with like the usual um, girl books, Mary-Kate and Ashley, what's up, two of a kind, so little time and things like that. And yeah, I always just loved reading. But now as I've, like, as I've been growing up, I always loved reading fiction books. I still do. I'm currently reading Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine and I love it. But yeah, on top of reading fiction books, since last year when I had like a a hard time with my mental health and I went through like depression and stuff like that, I got interested in reading books about stuff that's like affecting me or things that I care about, like music and things like that. So um, I I went from saying I don't read self-help books because, you know, I'm cool. I only read fiction, what? Self-help books are lie. <laughs> And things like that. But then I started reading, I I would call them self-help books or books that are just giving you knowledge about subjects that you're interested in, right? So I started getting into 
I got introduced to this man, Jordan Peterson. And Jordan Peterson is a, he was a lecturer at, I think it was University, Carlton University or a university in Canada anyway. But he's like this big, short psychologist who has like given so many good talks and things like that. And I got into him in a moment when I was depressed and searching for like, truths or meaning to this life really because that's like the point you get to when you're in that state you're just like what's the point of this whole thing and he started i started watching his videos on youtube and he helped me understand the bible in a more personal way because i always looked at the bible as stories but he made me see he talked about even in the beginning of this book that we're discussing today 12 rules 12 rules for life um he talks about the importance of telling stories which is the main point of this podcast as well sharing through telling stories because as a human it's hard for you to accept um, information that comes in forms of rules like do not do this no it's better if someone gives you a story and says you know what um we don't do this because when i did this this happened and this 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 so that's how um, I got into Jordan Peterson because he, he I landed on a YouTube video. I didn't land on it. Someone recommended it. <laughs> um, his YouTube video where he was talking about the Bible. He explains the Bible from a psychologist's point of view, I guess, or someone who has studied the Bible and talks about how it's not just stories put together, but those stories have meanings. Like, remember when we used to do, I don't know, if you did literature in maybe, what, high school or primary, they would make you read a book and then you go back to it and say, like, oh, him wearing a yellow dress <laughs> represented sunshine or some shit like that. But that's, he, he likes to talk about the Bible in that sense of the stories having deeper meaning and his argument is that for a book to have lasted that long throughout guiding society there must be something that a deeper meaning to it that we all resonate with as humans so that's how i got into jordan peterson and on top of like my reading journey and things like that so let's get into the book so like the book says According to him, these are 12 rules he has come up with. He does say the 12 rules are not like the only rules of life. Everyone has their own rule guide they go by, right? And this is what he has found. I loved this book because it was practical. It had like, um, I don't like reading stuff and it's just an opinion piece. I want people to tell me like this shit works because this 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 and it was nice reading a self-help book from a psychologist because he has studied the human brain long enough and he has done his research and things like that but at the same time his book was very practical especially in this time of like the 20s where you've just gotten sort of introduced into life like out there and it's like boom and one of the things Jordan Peterson says about adulting is you grow up and you realize that life is suffering and that is not to say that they're not like moments of happiness and pure joy but the faster you're able to get over the fact that life is suffering as human beings we are put up to have so many things to do you know you're trying to maintain relationships you're trying to maintain career you're trying to maintain a place in society 
you're trying to actually fulfill your own personal dreams and things like that. So he talks about how we are not prepared for that part of life until you're thrown into it when you start adulting. And he's like, life is suffering, get over it. And if you don't, we'll brew resentment over the fact that it is. But that's what it is. On the other hand, he acknowledges how hard life can get. Actually, one of the things I liked in his book is where he's like, you know, everyone is always like, why are you depressed? Like, they don't know how hard this life shit is. So one of the things he talks about is, one of the questions should be how are you not anxious and depressed because life is hard right and the the more we're able to accept that fact the more you're able to come up with um ways to to deal with it it's like if you're drowning but you don't you don't want to admit you're drowning so you're like well i'm swimming i'm swimming yet you're going under the water so the more you accept that okay i'm drowning and you start calling for help or you start trying to get yourself out of that situation then the easier life can be but yeah um let's get into the book the 12 rules um the way i talk too much we'll probably get through like two but hopefully we can get to around six and I tell you the rest. Maybe you can look for the book or read up on Jordan Peterson, watch his YouTube videos and things like that. So the first rule is stand up straight with your shoulders back. And in this, in this chapter of stand up straight with your shoulders back, he talks about um, the, the effect standing up straight to your shoulders back has on your, literally your body physically, that your body starts producing um, ser serotonin and that hormone and you feel confident, you feel um, like ready to face the world and things like that. Now, I can't cover everything he says in the books because he gives a lot of information. He didn't write this book by saying, do this. He gave a lot of stories and everything was interconnected. So one of the things I liked he talked about in under the rule of stand up straight with your shoulders back, he talks about practicing it and then he goes into the importance of habits. And he says um, routine is necessary. The acts of life we repeat every day need to be automized. They must be turned into stable and reliable habits so they lose their complexity and gain producti productability and simplicity. And he's, on top of being a lecturer and things like that, he does, he is a clinical psychologist, so people do come in and see him as their therapist and things like that. And he said that one of the things he always asks his clinical clients about, especially the ones who come in with anxiety and depression, is do they have a routine? He puts emphasis on the time you wake up. You may not sleep at a certain time every day, but what time are you waking up every day? What what is your habit when you wake up? Do you take breakfast every day? Do you have, um, do you go on your phone immediately? Do you go on social media immediately? And how hard it is to cultivate those habits. And he says that he has studied and he has watched his patients go through. So when a patient comes in, he'll ask them, are you having breakfast? What time are you sleeping? And things like that. And slowly they work towards changing those habits. So he says anxiety and depression cannot be easily treated if the sufferer has an unpredictable daily routine, which is like on one day you wake up at 8, the next day you wake up at midday and things like that. And it personally worked for me last 
year. I tried to get into a routine. And guys, like, this shit actually works. Like, and that's a routine is, it's what they try to make you do throughout high school. Because in high school, you're waking up at a certain time. Whether you want to or not, you're going for lunch at a specific time, whether you want to or not. And when you look back on it, a lot of the anxiety and depression wasn't there when you had a routine. Yes, it wasn't the happiest of times because sometimes you have to do shit when you don't want to do it. But it helped um, your body understand, okay, this is what's happening at 12 p.m. And then at 1 p.m. I'll do this and then this, 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 this. So that's a great tip. And then moving on to... Of course, there's way more he talks about in rule number one. Um, rule number two is treat yourself like someone you're responsible for helping. And I loved how he introduced this chapter, actually. He talks about, he asks you, he's like, um, if you have a pet, a dog, or, well, a lot of Africans, we don't own like pets and shit like that. So let me use a, a better example for us if you're African and you're listening like me. If like your grandmother or someone you care about in your family, even your mom, your dad, someone is sick and you're the one responsible for helping them and they tell you you're supposed to give your grandmother medicine at 12 p.m. every day, I guarantee you at 12 p.m. you will give, you'll make sure that person takes their medicine. But when it's turned to you and the doctor tells you you're going to take this medicine at 12 p.m. every day, it's way harder. So in this um, chapter he goes into treating yourself like someone you are responsible for helping um, I love that he explained it using the Adam and Eve story and he talked about he gave the example also of a child right and he says treat yourself to treat yourself as if you're someone you're responsible for helping is instead to consider what would be truly good for you this is not what you want. It's also something that, it's it's also not what would make you happy. Every time you give a child something sweet, you make the child happy. That does not mean that you should do nothing for children except feed them candy. Happy is by no means synonymous with good. You need to consider the future and think what might, what might my life look like if I were caring for myself properly. What career would challenge me and render me productive and helpful so that I could feel fulfilled? That goes back to the medicine thing. Your grandmother or someone who's sick taking medicine, it's not something that's going to make them happy, but it's something that's good for them. So they're going to do it because it's good for them. So are you treating yourself like you're someone you're responsible for helping? He goes ahead to say that don't underestimate the power of vision and direction. Like define who you are. Refine your personality and choose your destination and articulate your being. So know where you're going because if you don't know where you're going, like you might as well know where you're going so that way you can know, hey, I took the wrong turn. I'm heading the opposite direction, yet I wanted to go that side. But if you don't even know I'm going that way, how will you know <laughs> when you've taken a wrong turn, you know? His his book is really, it's not like one-sided. He goes into deep stuff and then you kind of forget what he was talking about first. But in this chapter, he went into, it was so funny, he talked about women um, being the reason why we have evolved as a species. The fact that most men do not meet female human standards. 
So, and it's for this reason that like women on dating sites rate 85% of men as below average in attractiveness. And these men are forced to have to show something for themselves in society and things like that. Anyway, moving on to um, rule number three. So rule number one was stand up straight with your shoulders back. Treat yourself like you're someone you're responsible for helping. And then make friends with people who want the best for you is rule number three. I'm not going to go so much into that one because we talked about, we did a whole episode on friends. Um, I think it was like our third episode or fourth episode. And I'm pretty sure everyone is like, I talked about Jordan Peterson on that one. So you can go ahead and listen to that episode. And then compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today. I sort of touched in onto this in like my first episode where they talked about where I talked about having like knowing yourself, what story you're telling yourself about yourself. But he goes into and I think this was very important even for me, starting like just to share having this whole podcast journey and things like that. And you're comparing yourself like you've started a podcast like yesterday. And you're comparing yourself to like Lavi and um, Yvonne Oji who began their careers like 10 years ago. And now you're like, but my thing is not that big. And then what? And it's like, no, compare yourself to who you were yesterday because you don't know where that person was when you were starting out, right? And again, he touches on the importance of habits and learning yourself. He talks about knowing yourself and negotiating with yourself fairly like for me i negotiate with myself all the time i'm like look belinda if you go to the gym today then you can go and buy what the food that you want and you don't have to eat the rice that's at home (laughs) so like it's knowing the things that make you happy and finding a way to make those to motivate that was rule number four rule number five is Do not let your children do anything that makes you dislike them. For that one, it was an interesting chapter to read, but I wasn't, like, I'm not a mother yet, so I was just like, okay, I I hear you. (laughs) It talks about learning, like, disciplining your children and then set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. This one goes for a lot of people in our generation. I feel like our generation, the millennials, were so good at criticizing because of social media. Like social media sort of opened up the world for you to criticize everyone and everything because people are putting what they're working on out there and they're putting themselves on those platforms. And So he talks about cleaning up your house before you criticize the world. And I love that he gave examples for you to clean up your life. He's like, consider your circumstances, you know, start small. Have you taken advantage of the opportunities taken, like given to you? Are you working hard yourself? Are you, um, are you saying what you have to say? And so he's like, if you, if the answer is no to like one of those questions, Start to stop doing what you know to be wrong. Like there's some things you know you're doing that's wrong. You don't even need someone to explain it to you. You just know it's wrong because as humans, we've been given that gift of intuition. So know what you have to do and let that be your guidance. And like I said, we're not going to get through all the 12 rules, but I feel like this book was an amazing book for 
if you're looking for practical ways to handle this whole adulting thing, it's a great book to go back to and you're not going to pick up everything at once. Like he can't tell you do this and you're going to start doing it, but it's a good book to reference to. So just to finish up the episode, I'm going to tell you the rest of the rules. We stopped on rule number six, which was set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. Then there was rule number seven, which is pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient. I was like, what the hell is expedient? <laughs> I went to Google and Google told me expedient is things that are convenient or practical that are means to an end. And I completely understood what he meant because I always used to pursue things that are expedient. Like I need a job, so I'm going to get a job because it's what I need right now. It's practical. It's a means to an end. But that should never last. So pursue what is meaningful. Um, rule number eight is tell the truth or at least don't lie. Rule number nine is assume that the person you are listening to might know something that you don't. It's a great chapter on learning how to listen. And then rule number eh, two, four, six, we're in eight, nine. Oh yeah, we're in rule number 10, be precise in your speech. He talked about this as saying what you want to say and not beating around the bush. And then rule number 11, do not bother children while they're skateboarding. And rule number 12 is pet a cat or a dog when you encounter one on the street. And uh, the last two rules, you can't tell what they're about based on what the rule is. But when he goes deep into it, you're like, okay, I see what you're meaning. <laughs> So yeah, that's it for this episode of Can We Talk? So what um, what rules are you using to govern your life? Like what guidelines are you going by? Because these are not the only rules to go by in life. He was sharing what he has learned from his experience. Like I always say, everything is context specific, right? So just because some, something is working for someone doesn't mean it will work for you. But it's always good to share because... Also, what may work for you may work for me. So, yeah, that was um, our first book review. It was 12 Rules for Life, an Antidote to Chaos. And it was Jordan B. Peterson. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And you let me know what you think. Um, follow us on our social media, like, to continue the conversation or just to join the community of, like, people having these conversations. We're on Can We Talk podcast on instagram and there's an underscore under each of the words that can underscore we talk yeah you get the point and yeah subscribe on apple Podcasts and follow us on anchor or google Podcasts, whichever it is whichever platform you're using to listen to us but i hope you enjoyed the show